I'm Gab, he's Jules. Cloudy skies over West London. Definitely not cloudy in the blue half of Manchester. Oh, of Manchester. Manchester City are Premier League champions. Uh, we'll get to the, all the other stuff. There's there's the small business of that Mbappe. Yeah, yeah, uh, Mbappe yeah. staying. There's there's Milan winning the City oh, title. Plenty more. And mwah, Super Mario Balotelli. Oh, Squeezing yes, him in at course. the end. Oh, shout out to Leon as well. Women's Champions League final. But Amazing win. let's start with the Premier League. Drama entertainment i mean liverpool conceding early yeah manchester city going 2-0 down the fernandinho issues i was i mean i was feeling kind of smug at that point simply because you know the point i've been banging on about all season 17 outfield players but they didn't apply here because Zinchenko could have well started, Stones and Laporte are center back and Cancelo are right back he didn't need fernandinho okay. stones not fit doesn't matter. Fernandinho, fit enough old. to play. Ake, not fit. I mean, I, I but, honestly, like... I, but had there been no other alternative on the bench, you would have been completely vindicated. Yeah, I, I think those still guys... still vindicated, but Pep made a big mistake. That almost cost him the title. Well, we can't say about Pep. Sorry, Patrice. I love you. But this whole personality thing, coming back, we said it last week, they come back, they're two goals down. At West Ham, yeah. they come back. They would have won the game had we had Mars converted his penalty. We wouldn't, we wouldn't be having this conversation exactly. right now. Exactly. Um, and then here, two 0 down at home, just yeah. sitting there waiting. Liverpool surely they were they're drawing one one at the time um, against Wolves. Surely Liverpool are going to score. Surely Liverpool are going to score. And then that madness, three goals and six. I mean, a tremendous Incredible. drama. Incredible. I was there. I could not believe it. When you, when we thought we'd seen it all this season, overall in Europe, in the league, whatever, then this happened on the last day of the season in the last... 20 minutes of the season is incredible. Five, uh, three goals in five minutes and 36 seconds. The stadium erupted. Rian Maris after the game said to me, we learned a lot from the Madrid defeat. And we did things in that game that maybe we wouldn't have done if we hadn't lost in Madrid. And I think they were incredible in personality, in the drive forward. The second goal is the key one for Rodri because he happened so quickly after the first one. And then you know in the stadium, the third is going to come. There's no doubt. And I think the Villa players had switched off, but incredible achievement to come back that way to go and, and win this title. We have to give a shout out to Liverpool. We'll be talking about Liverpool a lot more. Obviously, they have the chase for the quadruple. They're in the Champions League final. Yes. Jules, you and I are going to Paris on Wednesday. Yeah. Um, I'm just wondering, when they go a goal down and then they equalize and then they create chances and create chances and then the news starts filtering through, it really ratchets up the pressure. And I think in the back of their minds, they're like, my God, how cruel would this be? If we don't score, I mean, at no point were Liverpool champions over the 90 minutes, which is pretty incredible when you consider City were 2 0 down. It was crazy. I wonder if things would have been different had Liverpool been in the lead from the beginning and the pressure on City would have been even higher yes. because City knew even when they were losing, they were still champions. And I don't know, I don't know if that played, maybe that didn't play at all and, 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 and things, but for Liverpool, I mean, it's, it's cruel, this is football, but once again, you lose the title by one point, you lost less games than City. You haven't lost at home all season in the league, and, and yet you still can't, can't do it. It's incredible. Um, I, I think it's a, from the Liverpool angle, it's a very fair narrative of what Klopp is doing is, is really, really special um, in these years. Yeah. And the fact that he hasn't won more title. I mean, I think if you, you mentioned, we were talking about earlier, you said, you know, it's story of my life finishing second. Well, no, you've won a few things I as know, well. But I see his point too. But yeah, he's unlucky to be there Completely. running up against this city. But I want to ask you about City's legacy. 
because I know people are conflicted about it, and I, I try to be plain speaking. Um, there is an elephant in the room, mm-hmm. and it's with stadium, well, with the ownership, right? Uh, with with that regime um, in the Emirates, it may not be Saudi, but it's certainly not. I think in line with what a lot of people would be comfortable with. Mm-hmm. There is an issue with the sponsorship deals, with financial fair play. Uh, they did breach financial fair play in 2014, settled it. Later, they won the later case after the, the Spiegel rev, uh, uh, revelations at Cass. But let's not forget, as part of that, that case, they were found uh, guilty uh, and fined for obstructing the investigation. Mm-hmm. Now you have the more recent Spiegel rev, uh, revelations. You have this Premier League inquiry, which has been going on for three years now, which seemingly never ends. I, I don't know <laughs> if they're waiting for uh, for Khaldun to retire before they... I, I don't know what's wrong with that. <laughs> And yet, what they're doing is so excellent. It's so special. Yeah, they have the resources. Mm. But I, I genuinely think both things can be true. You can admire yeah, yeah, to yeah. no end the work that they put in, the professionalism, the people on the pitch, and at the same time, acknowledge these other things the that rest, maybe aren't right. Yeah, you're right. I think on the pitch, this is excellence. Like Pep said, I think they, they're legends, they're eternal legends. Maybe four titles in five years, three of them with 90 points plus. 100.98-93 this season. It's, it's remarkable. It's incredible. I think the uh, the way they play, even if people find it boring, I don't care. I find it amazing. The players they have and that character, everything. All right, we'll get to City in a minute, but I actually want to go back to Liverpool now and just reflect a little bit um, on on what's happened. One bit of fallout from this game, and, and it's worth remembering, right? He left out Virgil van Dijk. Yeah. Um, he, he lost... He had hit Salah on the bench. Yeah. Again, these are things I think that he's doing, obviously, with a view towards um, towards the Champions League final. That's certainly more than understandable. He played Thiago. He lost Thiago uh, at halftime. Thiago yeah. set up... Um, Incredible. He set up the goal with, with a little back heel. Yeah, I, I, th- I thought that might have been your thing. Yeah. I thought there was a pretty big blunder on Wolves' opening goal as well. Oh, where I don't know team. if that was like a... yeah. We said to the kids, you say, whatever age group you are in, whatever level, the one thing you say, let never the ball bounce or drop. It's a long kick, it's a goal kick, it's a goalkeeper kick, whatever. It's a free kick, the ball can never bounce. And he bounced, and Konate let it bounce. It, I was just struck, though, by the fact that what Liverpool overcame in terms of injuries late in the season, in terms of playing all these matches... Um, people will look at them. I've heard people say this, right? Against City, Chelsea, and Spurs, uh, Liverpool didn't beat any of them yeah. in the league. Um, and I think actually, I mean, I guess in the and, and in the Carabao Cup, of course, uh, and FA they Cup, they finished the two draws. Yeah, they're the two draws. Although they beat they beat City in the FA Cup, didn't they? They. They beat City in the FA yeah. Cup and they beat Spurs in the League Cup semi-finals right. as well. So it's not like it's some kind of voodoo no, no, hex. No. But the incredible thing is those six draws, those were the six draws of the season, right? Yeah. And But I was looking, oh, you come into January, you're chasing, right? If you're, 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 you're Liverpool. You're 14 points behind, yeah, at that point. I mean, for you to make up that distance, just, 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 just some context here, right? Since January 2nd, which is the day that they drew uh, with Chelsea, 
they only dropped points once, and that was recently. That was the game against uh, against Spurs when uh, Klopp got all grumpy afterwards and, and whatever. Yeah, I mean, you struggle to think. Like, in real time, there were situations where, you know, you and I, we sit here, we do this every Monday and Thursday, we second-guess, then we play Monday morning quarterback, and we say, well, we could have done this differently, yeah, done yeah, that yeah. differently, right? This is part of our job, right? But in the end, they didn't pay a price for any of those decisions. No. Maybe the Spurs game, maybe, but I mean, from, again, January 2nd to May 22nd, you drop points once. Incredible. That, that is, That's and you incredible. come back from 14 points while advancing to the League Cup final, yeah. while advancing to the FA Cup final, while advancing to the Champions League final. I mean, it's, that, it's, that, that's pretty surreal. While having two of your, well, while you're having, well, your two best strikers and another one, Roberto Firmino, is pretty good. While having those guys in contractual situations as well, because yeah, yeah. as we all know, they got a contract in 2023. Yeah. I, while having your guru, director of football or whatever Michael Edwards' job was, you know, telling you, oh, look, I'm leaving. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty, I, I, like, if you're Klopp, you can take a lot of credit here, I, yeah. I think. Yeah, completely. I mean, you got the Luis Diaz bonus that we mentioned before was maybe not planned for now, for January, but it's incredible. I don't think people realize maybe how incredible this season is. Maybe more than the 18-19 season when they finished with 97 points and still lost the title by one point to City. I, probably more for incredible me, this, than when they won the title, for me. Yeah, yeah, completely, completely. But it was, it was the pandemic, it was, a, yeah, different, no, it was a different environment. But this is just incredible, the season they've, they've had. You know, unbeaten at home in the league, only one defeat at home all season, which is the Inter one where they were kind of in control after the, the, they won the first leg in Italy. But the, the, and on top of that gap, on top of everything you said, it's the style of football, it's the entertainment, is is all the movement, is the Trent Alexander role, is all the goals from Jota, Salah, Mane. I mean, a, a trio like this with all that goals. And yet, they're slightly behind City in terms of goals scored in the Premier League. But overall, I think this is they had never scored as many goals in the whole season. It's 150 and they still have one game to go. They would have played every single game that the season had to offer. Can you imagine every single game Liverpool. Big deal. Jared Houllier did that at Liverpool yeah, okay. three years ago. <laughs> True. Yes, no, True. But that was a different time, even. You know, and yeah. I just think it's incredible. And usually we say, oh, you never remember who finished second. You know, you only remember, we only remember winners, yeah. really, usually. But I can guarantee you that in 20, 25 years' time, we will still talk about this Liverpool sides. Whatever they, they go on to achieve from now on, we will always, always mention them almost like. Like if they were winners, even if they, they were By the way, winners. that line that you said, I, I agree with you. People say this all the time. Oh, you, nobody remembers who finished second. Mm -hmm. It is one of the dumbest things. <laughs> it is, but it's not true in a way. It's also not true. Well, who won not. the 1954 World Cup? The 1954... I will tell you. Yeah, West Germany. Germany won it. I know. Do you think who do you think is more part of history? West Germany or Hungary nineteen fifty four? I know, but Okay, nineteen seventy four World people, Cup. Not many who people. won the World Cup in nineteen seventy four? West Germany. Oh yeah. look. Oh, I see a pattern here, right? When it comes to Germany. Yeah. Sorry. Uh do we remember that? Or who's who's more part of fabric of history? Still, or the Dutch side that in they the beat books, in the final? In the books, you only have the winners. Because yeah, only Muppets sit there and read the list matter. of winners. It doesn't I mean, matter. You okay. remember winners. And but this Liverpool team is more than 
a team that finished second. And I, you know, I feel for Klopp when I hear him saying, this is the story of my life, finishing second. He finished second to Bayern and, and when Pep was there, he finished second again. He must, be, he must be sick of seeing Pep all the time, everywhere, in a way, saying that as a joke. Yeah, but but it's, it is true. Okay. It would be one of the greatest ever, but he will have been a lot of times second. He also won two league titles at yeah, Dortmund course, and he won great. a Champions League title. So and he like won the first title for Liverpool in 30 years, which yeah. is great. <laughs> exactly. But there's still a lot of second places too. Um, let's move to City now because, you know, we talked about the legacy, whatever. In the game itself, um, let's do some second guessing here because, mm. like, the reason you have substitutions is to is to fix mistakes. When I look yeah. at the way City... I mean, City had chances. I'm not taking that away. But this was a game in which I thought... Well, I thought Bernardo Silva was ordinary. Yeah, yeah. I thought Gabriel Jesus, not for the first time. That was, big was, chance that he missed on was the... was ordinary. Uh, yeah. At the back, obviously, Fernandinho, you know... Uh, you is Fernandino think, playing because it's his last game and you know it so you want to almost no, I, I, I genuinely think Fernandinho is playing because John Stones isn't fit nah, and you put him at really. right back I mean, Wait, John, John Stones is fit for 45 minutes then but not for the whole game in a game where you love, love the ball I think he looked at it and he said alright I'm not going to ask you to do anything more than that we're going to have the ball all the time I you just sit here big mistake. I, 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 I mean we don't know what's behind there but this is a team which I felt at the end was was running on fumes. We need to give mm. a huge shout out to Rodri because I think Rodri's oh, been exceptional incredible. all season. De Bruyne that moved to set up the winner. And you can say it was inevitable. We knew it was going to happen. Yeah, but it's still Kevin De Bruyne. Yeah, and that other counterattack, the one where he the one where he where he slips, slips earlier yeah. in the game. I mean, how does he run like that with the ball so quickly down? This I mean, I so good it doesn't make any sense. That I, transition phenomenal play. Transition running is incredible. But we'll you like to talk about subs, giving credit. I looked at the bench. There's only, there's not that many substitutions. You know, he's got three substitutions. He actually has, as we said, a very limited mm. pool of players at this stage. One was used already for Zinchenko. Obviously. One he had to use for Zinchenko. Mm. Um, Gundogan, another one, contractual situation, uncertain yeah. future. He, he comes up big. Incredible. I mean, and to be fair, the three substitutions that Pep made all worked out. Zinchenko was a big part in, in two of the three goals, the one for Rodri especially. Sterling on the first one and then Gundogan. He's got this incredible intelligence that we know that and footballing IQ, but to be in the right place at the right time. Remember last season when he scored all those goals between October and December, always being in the right spot. And I think they probably said to him before, just be there, be around in the box. The ball is going to come. We don't want you to drop and go with Rodri on the halfway line to try to build up the, the actions and every, the move and everything. Just stay in the box, be there. And it's just an extra body, but he's got this incredible sense for it, which is crazy for a defensive midfielder. But the header is perfect. And then I think the third one, he knows the ball is going to come that way from De Bruyne. And then he's there. It's, it's incredible considering... Considering we don't know what's going to happen with him, it's, it's very much his Aguero moment, but for Gundogan in a slightly different style, but still it's very much that. It's, it's remarkable from Pep. I think that Fernandinho was a big mistake and then he rectified it in a way that I, I didn't even think he was ready for. I want to touch upon somebody who I think, like Rodri, has been exceptional this season. and. Mm, He's the player of the season. I don't care about who? De Bruyne, Rodri. I don't care about De Bruyne. I don't care about Bernardo Silva. I don't care about anyone. Rodri is Man City's best player this season. It says a lot that I was going to mention somebody who you haven't mentioned, Joao Cancelo. Yeah. 
And one of the things that struck me in this game, Jocancelo starting on the left, we know what a big part of, he, of City he is. When he moves centrally, you know, he's a wide playmaker. He's also effectively their central playmaker. Mm-hmm. Um, and Pep made the point afterwards that they just clogged the area up. He couldn't come into the middle. I mean, when there were just too many bodies yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. So he switches him to the other flank and he sends, you know, what brings on Zinchenko and he sends him to the outside, which Cancelo can do. Um, you know, again, maybe we can say it's an obvious ad- adjustment because you had to get Fernandinho out of yeah, there. But, yeah, yeah. but equally, I, I have to give credit to, 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 to Cancelo to have a player who's Incredible. so effective on, on either flank in different ways, who does so many things. Mm. In some ways, this title race for me, there's so many ways to look at it, but one of it is to me is also about Cancelo and Trent Alexander-Arnold and what a modern yeah, fullback yeah. does, right? They are crazy. They're just reinventing that position. I'm, I'm not sure even reinventing is the right word because I don't, I don't know. I don't think anyone else would be able to play like that. You know, you, you can... Well, you if can you put t- Danny Alves in a time machine, he probably yeah, could. But, but yeah, but we're talking now. You know, <laughs> yeah, is, is, there, exactly. is there a 15-year-old at an academy at Liverpool or City or Arsenal or somewhere where you can say, OK, we're going to try to mold you into that. To try? I don't even think so. I think they are just freak of players. They're machines physically to start with, especially Cancelo, but, but technically in all the assets that they have that... We can say this is a new breed of right back. I'm not even sure. This is just, you know, even Reece James is very, he's an amazing right back, but in a very different way too. So it's just, it's just incredible. All right. Final word on the end. We had a pitch invasion. We've had a lot of pitch invasions recently, including Thursday night, the Everton game when they stayed up. We had two of them actually, 85th minute. Yeah, and Patrick Vieira, I didn't like that at all. Patrick Vieira, not a fan. Um, Here... You know, City apologized for the assault on, on, on Robin Olsen. Robin Olsen said he was fine afterwards. Mm. Uh, obviously, we're going to condemn pitch invasions and We've so said on. Already. Uh, I, I, I personally, I love happy pitch invasions. I, I, I think I love the notion of the fans coming onto their pitch. I don't want to hear this. It's my place of work, right? But you're going to blow this out. If you, you, you're going to lose what I think is actually, it's a rare and I think special moment for, for fans if you is disrespect it? the opposition and if you disrespect even, your own players. Is it even nice for your own players? I'm not sure. I saw from where I was sat, I could so we were warned before because all the group the, the fans group had already said we got this is what we're gonna do. So the city knew it. That's why the cops went straight and like other grounds to do that little um, protection little around formation, the, yeah, yeah. formation around the, the tunnel. So it was okay, no problem. But I saw De Bruyne and Zinchenko being completely squeezed by security guards to try to walk through. I don't think it's even nice for, for, for their own players. It depends who the player is. If you're Rafinha, you love it, right? <laughs> uh, I mean, I, look, I, I, I know. And I think you have to be respectful. I, I'm not condoning it. I know it's illegal and so on. I don't want to hear stories from players saying, oh, what if there's one of these guys had a knife or a gun? Like, this is just stupid. Like, what yeah, does it mean? You no, never go outside? Not. Like, you know, like, what, what is the guy in the supermarket? Is that? But these people are, are going to make it so that it can never happen again. And, yeah. and, and to me, when it's spontaneous, when it's joyous, when you can revel in it safely, maybe you can't. I mean, they broke their own goal. I mean, you know, I filmed it because I could tell at some point this is not going to last. And three of them were on the crossbar and then a fourth one, then a fifth one. And obviously it, it cracked. It was just like, it was surreal. And I get the happiness and this was an incredible scenario. 
not sure. I'm, I'm not. I'm not really. Yeah, for that. It, it makes me sad, but I can also understand if you yeah. cannot guarantee people's safety, and not not just people's safety, because look, it's not like but there it's would not be like a they took us one day. You know that there we could easily be a Vieira. problem one we day. We were close yeah. with Olsen. Billy Sharp could have been even worse. Absolutely, absolutely. So yeah, I credit the city obviously condemning and making sure giving a lifetime ban. Personally, I think lifetime bans, if they're properly enforced, can be very effective here because then you know you think twice about it. But but yeah, it does it does make me sad. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back on Friday, Real Madrid drew nil-nil with Betis on Saturday night. Um, Paris Saint-Germain beat Mets 5-0. There you go. But guess what? We're not going to talk about those no. games because nobody cares. Real Madrid and Paris Saint-Germain, we're talking about something else. We're talking about Kylian Mbappe. Kylian. Doing a 180-degree turn, at least in terms of what most people expected. Yeah. Sending a WhatsApp on Saturday to Florentino Perez and saying... Uh, thanks, but no thanks. I am staying in Paris. Um, Real Madrid did not take it well, but I want to focus first on Paris Saint-Germain. Mm. And I just want to ask, why? Why? All season long, contract, not contract, why? Well, I think he felt that there were still things he could achieve at the club, like becoming the all-time top goal scorer, if you want, hopefully lifting the Champions League as, as captain, those kind of things. Um, yeah, but think, these are things that he could have thought that he could have achieved before, right? Yeah, but I think there was a real dilemma. I think he changed his mind a lot. I think he really wanted to go to Madrid too. I think Madrid, as we've been saying, has been a, a dream for him to play for. Wear that shirt. When he was 11, they tried to sign him. They've been chasing him for 12 years. They were close in 2017. They were not so close in 2016. They were close last summer, of course, because they made that big offer and he wanted to go. He was also happy to stay, but he would have liked to go. PSG never opened the door. So I can, I can understand, really, they're, they're like, what should I do? Should I stay? Should I go? Should I stay? Should I go? I want to stay. I want to go. I changed my mind. I want to stay. I want to go. All of that, I can understand. In the end, he made his call. On his own, he's a big boy. I think there was obviously the parents there, the lawyer there, the, the extended family there, Florentino Perez, Nassel Khalifi, all of that. But in the end, he made the call himself. He decided himself, this is what I want to do. This is where I want to be for one more year, two more years. The contract is three years. Right. I'm not sure he will stay the whole three years, but we will see. But this is, this is the decision that he made. Money played a big part, of course, and also the importance and the power okay. he has at the club now. But he thought this was the best place for we've him. Seen, we've seen stories that, and, and these are the stories that I just, don't, I just don't believe them. I don't believe the fact that, you know, he's going to decide the next manager. He's going to decide the next director of football. He has a big say on that. He I may mean, well be consulted, but it's, not something, but it's it's not something that you're going to put in a contract. There's a difference between a player who, you know, he's your star player, he's your biggest asset. There's a difference between you're going to consider how he feels about the manager and how he feels about the director of football. There's a difference between that 
and having it actually be part of the agreement, the way some people are reporting. But it happened with big players before. I don't think it was ever written down with Messi, and also uh, it happened, because that's down. what you're going about Messi. This is not written down. And Tata Martino. Yeah, this is not written down. But I think part of the whole negotiation, the discussions was that he wanted to be at the center of the project so much that he wanted to be consulted. Right. So this is what I don't get from Paris Saint-Germain's perspective. And we're going to get into this in a lot more detail, but just very quickly, just riddle me this, right? If this is about the project and so on, why three years? Why not five years? He would not have agreed to more than three. Why? Because I think you, you give it three years and then you see where you are in three years' time, or maybe even before. Why if, why if next season he beats Cavani's record and they win the Champions League? Maybe he will feel, this is it. I've, I've completed this. I've won right. every title possible for PSG. This is my hometown. This is my club. Now my, my work is done here and I want to see something different in Madrid, in Liverpool, in Barcelona, in Munich, in Turin, in Milan, wherever he wants to. So why, why signing five years, six years, seven because years? Because then you can go out and say that, but then you're stuck and you have another two years left on your But contract. I can tell you the same for Messi then, who kept having one year or, or, sh or short deals extensions all the time. Right. Well, no, no. But that's because Messi wanted to maintain the power. This is but, the thing I, this is the thing I don't... The same for Mbappe. Well, the it's only the same for Mbappe if there's a release clause. And there's been no reporting, no evidence. I don't I think there is. purely speculating that this is not a good deal for or or it could have been a better deal if he had negotiated some kind of release clause and i, I wouldn't be surprised very, i think so whoever's advising him what i think it's a very good deal for mbappe i maybe I financially it is again everything. we don't have a clear handle on the numbers there's crazy numbers going out there yeah, yeah. i was told by something i think is pretty reliable that his base salary is 40 million euros uh, a year uh there's much higher numbers floating out there there's people mm. talking about monster amounts this obviously prompted a bad reaction from Javier Tebas. Bad yeah. in the sense that he's very angry, the president yeah. of La Liga. Obviously, Real Madrid also furious. They feel mm. that they were let down. Um, I think Tebas has a point from a financial fair play perspective. This is a club that lost 350 yeah, million yeah. between 2019 and 2021, albeit pandemic affected. They're going to lose an enormous amount again this mm. year because they signed Messi and Donnarumma and, 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 and Danilo and Akimi and Vinaldum to massive contracts. There are rules... He's saying, in La Liga, they do enforce them, as we've seen with Barcelona. Yeah. All right, let's stick with this angle, the financial fair play angle, because I think, to me, this also plays into Mbappe's decision. Mm -hmm. And why my suspicion, purely speculative, I don't have any evidence of this, is that he'd be foolish not to have put some sort of escape hatch into his contract, which is this. Financial fair play was effectively suspended at the start of the pandemic. Since then, they completely, effectively, it's still suspended because obviously the effects of the pandemic, I mean, they're, they're doing different things with accounting periods and stuff like that. And you can discount losses based on the pandemic. But it's very easy to argue that just about any loss you make has to do with the pandemic. So effectively, yeah. there is no financial fair play enforcement until the start of the 2023 season. After that, there is a new system where you're only allowed to spend a certain percentage of, of revenues. Um, on on players uh and by players we mean both wages and acquisition costs mm. so all this money that and it doesn't matter if it's a signing bonus it doesn't matter if it's a commission to the parents and so on all of that goes into the spending on players pocket. yeah as i mentioned before they racked up huge losses with the pandemic 2019 2021 
I don't see how they couldn't have racked up enormous losses again this time, given there was a, an early Champions League exit, um, and given that you know the TV deal in Ligon is what it is relative to to other leagues. Um, Paris Saint Germain have twice been sanctioned for breaching financial fair play. That's right. Although once at cast they kind of got like half overturned. Mbappe must be Mbappe's not a, not a stupid guy. He must be aware of this. Hmm? Now the cynical person, the Tebas or the Real Madrid fan in me, might say, "Well, okay, all this is true." But the guy who owns Paris, the guy who runs Paris Saint Germain, Nasser Khalifi, is also the head of the European Clubs Association, who negotiates the financial fair play deals with UEFA. He's also on the executive board of UEFA. Hmm? He's also the guy who runs B in Sport who cuts enormous checks to UEFA for TV rights every couple of years, yeah. they're not serious about the enforcement. Does this mean that Mbappe thinks that they're not going to be serious about the enforcement? I, I don't know. I don't know if he thinks that. I don't, I don't even think he thinks about it anyway. I think... Okay, but if you're his agent, shouldn't you think about this? But, but why? Like, Shouldn't you think about the possibility that Paris Saint-Germain get kicked out Okay, get a Champions League ban if they're. Uh, we don't like. Yeah, maybe, but I think it's impossible to tell right now that they're going to be kicked, kicked out in three years from the Champions League. Is it? Like, I, I it's twenty twenty three. It's not three years. Yeah, no, it's the start of next season, right? Yeah. But so the season after next. Yeah, it would be the well, no, because I think they would look at the twenty twenty two twenty three period. Okay, but whatever it is, right? When you talk yeah. sporting project, right? Yeah, we we've I've been to the Park de Princes. We've seen everything they've done. They've done a phenomenal job with the brand and whatever. But they are not a billion euro revenue club. Not now. No, no, no. no. They won't yeah, be. Yeah. In, they probably won't be in Mbappe's lifetime. I, I think that's just the reality of it, right? Yeah, yeah. So Nasser has always said in public that, oh no, we're compliant. We're not going to have any issue there. But it's easy for people to be cynical. You understand yeah, why no, no, people no. look at this I can and understand say, the reservations. Yeah, for sure. And how how are they going to pay this contract? I don't know. I know the numbers, but I don't know the structure of it. I don't know who pays what directly. I don't know if sponsors are heavily involved or not in terms of uh, striking a deal with Kylian directly. I, 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 don't, I don't know. There's certainly there's the CVC deal coming up in France, but that's not going to cover the whole, the whole contract. I think a lot of it will be down to sales as well, which is Luis Campos, the new sporting director's a big role with Antero Enrique, who's also helping out on, on selling. They're hoping that Neymar would go, so you would already save his wages, plus maybe getting a, a little transfer fee. The question was asked about Xavi and if maybe there would be a return to Barcelona for Neymar under certain conditions, I don't know. Um, so I don't know what's going to happen. I just think it's impossible for anyone to know what's going to happen in 18 months. Right, Kylian himself, so what? You don't sign a contract and you say, but well, I can't stay here. The thing I'm is, not sure what's what you do know for months. certain is that in 18 months, Real Madrid will be financial fair play compliant. Yeah, you know that for sure. So would they have been if they given him the three hundred million? Euros well, but here, here, here's my thing though on the money side, right? And again, we don't have the figures, so we're we're purely speculating, mm. right? Real Madrid. I mean, the way these people make money today is obviously they make money from wages and so on. Yeah, and maybe Real Madrid wasn't going to push the boat out to the same level. But equally, Real Madrid aren't shy about giving out mega contracts. Look at Cristiano's last contract, but, right? And Mbappe was a huge offer. Don't no, he? He had a big offer, but you know. He would have made more than Cristiano made when he was 23. But what I'm saying yeah. is, if he goes there and he produces, it's an even bigger one. Yeah, true. If he goes there and he's at, I think it's fair to say, Real Madrid are the biggest footballing brand in the world. 
the the stage, the commercial revenue, the completely. sponsors, everything gets multiplied. Yeah, completely. The fact that even the fact that he's changing clubs, right? Because he's associated with Paris Saint Germain, but you kind of milk that cow, right? In yeah, terms of yeah. sponsors and visibility. So I struggle with the fact that this was just about money with Mbappe. Yeah, I, I, I because if you're his agent or his parents, if money is your goal, you can make much more money over there. And yeah. you will make more money, especially when you factor in the risk associated with financial fair play, when you factor in the risk associated with Qatar pulling up the tents and moving out of town after the World Cup, which yeah. I think is still yeah. thing because these guys, they're not stupid. They're going to bankroll losses forever, right? Um, and so I look at these things and, I, and I'm asking myself, well, why? Again, I go back to this. He's only 23. In two years' time, if he lives in two years, he'll be 25. We still have right. the best years of his, of his career ahead of him to go to Real Madrid or to go anywhere else where he's going to earn a lot of money. So I, I do think there was a part of of um, of the, the Paris and the PSG and the, the things still to, to be done for him there that played a big part. Unfinished business, you're saying. Yeah, and that sort of romantic side of it. But again, I really thought he was going to Madrid. I think he thought he was going to Madrid. Uh, and and I was as, as happy as I am now that he's staying. It was, a, it was a big twist. This was, and I've said it and I will say it again, this was the most incredible transfer saga that we've seen ever and the most incredible twist at the end for him to snub again Real Madrid and, and made that U-turn that you mentioned at the start. 360-degree U-turn. Real Madrid, 180. So it's 360-degree, he would have gone all the way around. Okay. Um, Real Madrid, understandably, I think, not taking it well. Uh, certainly they thought yeah. that they, they had him. Yeah. You know, has he burned that bridge two years' time? Let's see. Uh, right now, yeah, it looks like it. In two years' time? You can only say no so many times. True. Do Remember you think Arsene Wenger telling me that, like, he said no to Real Madrid twice and he knew there was never going to be a third offer. So that point was, um, he said yes. The Mbappé clan said, no, we said yes, that the offer that was on the table from Real Madrid, we were satisfied with it. That's, that's what we said to them. We didn't say, yes, we're coming. Where do we sign? They said, this offer is satisfying to us. We will let you know if we pick your offer or PSG's offer. So did, did, did Real Madrid see that yes as, uh, yes, this is on, he's coming? And did they get carried away a little bit? Or I still think they have a point in do the they sense feel, that... Do Real Madrid feel used? Like you use this to get as much money played, as you can yeah, out of Nasser? Card. But he played that card against each other. You know, he went to Madrid and then went back to PSG saying, oh, Madrid are giving that. You know, I think Luis Campos would have gone to Real Madrid if, it's, if Kylian had signed that. Signed there, sorry. 100%. All right, it's slightly just because we, we brought Luis Campos. Leonardo's gone. I would think we can take it as red that Pochettino's going too. Yeah. Luis Campos is a weird figure because he's kind of a scout, kind of a director of football, kind of an intermediary. He runs his own business. Yeah. He's very close to the Mbappe family. He's very, very close to Kylian. He's not somebody who I think most a lot of people would respect his eye for talent and all this stuff. Also somebody who rubs a lot of people the wrong way. And there's a lot of questions about it, especially when he works for a club. Is he working for mm. a club? Is he working for himself? Yes, and very strong character as well. Uh, we, we, we see it's interesting. This is, this it's a is, curious choice, I think. It's I think it's a choice. very curious choice for, 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 for Nasser to do. Because Killian wanted, Killian wanted him to be at the club. Wanted and Nasser realizes again. that one day Killian might be gone and it'll still be his club unless yeah, he yeah, packs it for up. Sure. But you can also see... Or the Swiss prosecutor gets his way and yeah. he ends up going somewhere else. 
Berlin, with composite build incredible team in Monaco and in Lille. It doesn't mean that he will build an incredible team in Paris, but he will have more, certainly more money to do so. They want a younger team. They don't want bling bling names like before, maybe. So they're thinking that he can help for that. Mm -hmm. So instead of getting a 29-year-old Paul Pogba that costs you a fortune, you go and get a young Aurelien Chouameni, for example. It's funny, Leo, for all his faults, and he's been number one critic, even though he is very handsome, a Champions League final and a Champions League semi-final, right? In three mm -hmm. years. Yeah. Um, With a manager that he sacked in December that then went on to win the Champions League. Let's see what happens next. Um, from Ruben Amorim, I believe, could become the next manager and replace Mauricio Pochettino. And again, this goes on par with the Mbappe new contract, the Luis Campos appointment, the finding new energy, a, a younger project with younger players, and a manager that is a bit different to either who you could have got or certainly what you had before. Uh, when it comes to Real Madrid, I, I think we can take it as red. They, they put all this money in the Mbappe pot. And, and to be fair to Real Madrid, there's some people who are saying like, ah, ha, ha, look, Real Madrid, you don't always get your way. But Real Madrid kind of like saved up for this, right? They, mm. they, they, they made cutbacks yeah, and stuff. Yeah. Um, now they're sitting on a big pot of money. Obviously, the Rudiger's coming in. They're gonna, they're gonna make other signings. Do we take as one hundred percent red that they have to bring in another winger Massively. at this stage? This is a humiliation. Let's be honest here. This is a humiliation. Not only you lost, you missed out on Erling Haaland, because because you thought Mbappe was there, so you didn't really push for Haaland the way you would have pushed now, knowing that Mbappe was not coming. Then you miss out on Mbappe. Now you you have to go and make a statement. So whether you try to go Mosala, which for me is a no-brainer, and we discussed it just before doing this segment, it's like, you know, and and it would fit so well with because of where he plays with Vinicius and Benzema, and and for who he is, for the market that he has, for the form that he's been in for the last five years, even at his age, you go for him. So Mosala and Sadio Mane, but obvious, for obvious reasons, obvious. Um, I, I think. I think it's inevitable that their names are going to come up because of obviously course. they haven't extended it. I think if you're Real Madrid, you want to keep this quiet. You don't even go there because obviously you're playing Liverpool in the Champions League final. Yeah, no, no. After the final, I think, I mean, if I'm Salah's agent, oh. I say, hey, look, I haven't signed the contract with Liverpool yet. I want to stay. But, you know, you're entitled to do that. That's how negotiations work. Mm. If you're Liverpool, maybe you're not even so averse if you can get a decent fee in for him yeah. rather than losing him potentially on a free in a year's time. Yeah. You know, you've got Jota, you've got Luis Diaz, you know, you can then you've got then have more money to give to Mane and lock him up. Yeah. Um again, I think this story is going to is 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 definitely going to rumble on. Yeah. Um but just remember this, Real Madrid may have a black eye right now, but black eyes heal and Real Madrid have a tendency to bounce back. All right, enough Mbappe. How about some quick hits instead? Let's go, Gab. Milan win 3-0 at Sassuolo, well and it's their 19th league title. Jules, this one was different in so many ways. In so many ways. Once, first of all, because they had to wait a long time. 11 years is a hell of a time for a club like Milan to finally win that 19th one. It was done with a really, really young team. We've said that all along in the season. Stefano Pioli doing an incredible job with two very experienced head in Zlatan Ibrahimovic and Olivier Giroud, who's who was clutch in that final game away at Sassuolo where they didn't bottle up. I mean, they, they looked in control very much from, from minute one. So well, well done to them. Let's hope this is, this is really the, the start of something very big and they would 
continue to to build that team like this, to keep doing the things that were successful for them this season, and I think they will. But that was a, a great achievement because it was a it was a and, tough season, and they did it differently, breaking so many of the canons in City. You can say, "Oh, look, we're just catching up with the Bundesliga or whatever." Yeah, sure, whatever. Say whatever you like. Uh, fact of the matter is, they did it through youth, they did it through yeah. scouting, they did it through yeah. analytics. They brought in people. People like, "Oh, Kalulu, what's that?" You know, like, yeah. and then he turns out to have a tremendous second half of the season. Tomori, Tomori yeah, was same. exceptional. Mike Mignan, a lot of people would say he was the team's uh, MVP, and all he's doing is filling in for Gigi Donnarumma, best keeper at the Euros. Uh, Sandro Tonali, uh, Rafael Le. Hello. Close. Close. Uh, Close I mean, the, the, the future is really, really yeah, bright. It is. And Gab, the inevitable question now, having won the title, having so many solid young players, why is the club up for sale? Um, because Elliot, our businessman. And, you know, they, they said they, they came in, they took over from the, the chaos and lunacy of, of Leong Hong and whatever, and, and Fasone, and they said, we're going to invest money, we're going to rebuild the club, we're going to make it more valuable, and then we're going to sell it on. Now, uh, are they definitely going to sell? Are they going to move out entirely? Are they going to keep, um, are they going to keep a certain amount of the club? I don't know. You have the Bahraini offer, you have Redbird Capital, which yeah. is obviously the group also involved with Liverpool, um, and Toulouse. There's a lot of different options, but... You know, it shows that I think football can be an investable business if you're smart and if you have the liquidity to make decisions quickly. And and this is something that they did. They, they put a lot of money in to make up for the debts and the running costs, and they've been vindicated. Incredible. Tottenham Hotspur destroy Norwich 5-0 to finish top four, and Hongmin Son joins Mala, uh, Mala, Mo Salah atop <laughs> the scoring table. Jules, how impressed are you? I'm massively impressed by Hangmin Son. I suppose in general, since since Conte took over, really, I think it would be crazy for them not to do everything they can to keep him. But for Son, what a player. Not taking penalties when Salah had five, for example, in his 23 tally. Mm. There's none of that for Son. He's got a goal conversion of 27% in this season, which is incredible. If you look at his expected goals and the final numbers, what a player he is. Such a team player, two-footed as well, everything. is just amazing. Underestimated, I think, a lot. No question about but it. No question about guy. it. And Gab Antonio Conte would make a terrible bookie because a couple of months ago he said there was 1% chance that Spurs would finish in the top four and now here they are. Should they be worried though at Spurs that he was lukewarm about his future after the game saying that he needs to meet Levy and Paratici and to find the best solution didn't want to commit to being there next season? Maybe this is what he does. This is what he does, right? Yeah. He comes yeah. in... And he views it as an eternal struggle between him and the club to get the club to spend money to get him better players, right? Yeah. He says, I deliver on the pitch, but then I'm going to be a huge pain in your backside yeah. so that you release funds and you get me the players I want because I'm a winner now and I can knock on whatever. I mean, I, I think Daniel Levy knew this, but I think he certainly knows this yeah. about, uh, about Conte having worked with him before. I wouldn't be worried, but there is always the risk that he's not going to get his way sure. and he's going to throw a tantrum. Yeah. That is, you have to take the good with the not so good from from Conte, but yeah. you know those people who already hate Levy because he doesn't spend enough money, you know they're all going to be on on Conte's side. There's a lot of Spurs fans who feel Big that time. way. Arsenal beat up Everton five one and finished fifth. Jules, there's a lot of youth, but also a ton of work to do, and yeah. it feels like they let fourth place slip out of their grasp. In fact, they did. Um, is Mikel Arteta's glass half full or half empty? I think it has to be half full. I understand. The, the fact that they missed out on top four narrowly, I don't think it's a bad thing. I, I'm not sure they would have been ready for Champions League football next season. I think it would have come a little bit too early. This is a very young team, the youngest in the league. 
Uh, I don't think they're ready. I don't think they've got the squad right now to play in the Champions League next season and, and do well in the Premier League either. I think Europa League and FIFA is certainly more where they, the stage they are now in their progression, but there's certainly a big progression. I think everybody within the club and around the club can see that. I think there's a, there's a really strong new connection with the fans, almost like the fans have, have found their club back, which I think is almost more important than finishing in the top four. So I think this, no one can tell me this is not a good positive season. Who would have imagined that Arteta would be more charismatic and more connected to the fans than Unai Emery, huh? Yeah, who would? Inter beat Sampdoria 3-0 as they fin- and they finished second in Serie A. Gabi, it's easy to forget how dire the situation was last summer with the departures and, and all of that. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I think this is why Simone Inzaghi, for me, I know Stefano Pioli gets a lot of credit, a lot of guys. But Simone Inzaghi is, I mean, they should put a statue to him yeah. um, and, and the way the club operated. Again, I, I repeat myself, but losing Lukaku, losing Hakimi, losing Conte, losing yeah. Eriksen um, from what was a phenomenal team. And he took it in stride, some smart signing, Shalanoglu. There's nothing to be, they'll, they'll have, will they have regret because of the Bologna game and Radu's mistake and this and that? Points it through, or, you know, the the. The, the derby against Milan where, mm. you know, sure, you always have regret. But I think you can be absolutely proud. You won the Coppa okay. Italia. You beat Liverpool at Anfield, which, you know, is, is nothing. Do, and you, you're the only team to do this season. And weirdly, you played even better in the first yeah. leg but than you lost. So, no, all these things together. Um, now the big question, oh, the uncertainty with the ownership, which which yeah. remains. Um, and they've, they've done this all season with that uncertainty. So... Onwards and upwards, but I think hats off to Simone Inzaghi and the yeah, players. Definitely. Manchester United lose to Crystal oh. Palace and finish in sixth place, but with 58, 58. points. Now, it's their lowest total since 1989-90, though. That season, of course, at least they won the FA Cup. Uh, and they had a guy named Sir Alex Ferguson there. Yeah, yeah. Jules, have we hit rock bottom? Bottom, and bottom. your thoughts on Eric Ten Hag and Steve McLaren being in attendance and Ralph Rangnick saying he didn't know they were there. I mean, this this just adds up to the shambles and the circus that this season has been for Manchester United because it was a mess. It still is a mess completely. We, nobody had the courtesy to tell him so he wouldn't look like a Muppet I know, afterwards. Completely. I don't understand that. Uh, Ten Hag was there. I mean, I'm not really sure why you go to a game like this when you know it's going to be rubbish and it was rubbish. And... I you wanted I to see understand. Hannibal Mensbury. Maybe, maybe he wanted to pull out that jacket that he was wearing, you know, <laughs> summary. Maybe he thought he was going to Wimbledon, which is not too far. I don't know, but it's it's been a crazy season, one of the worst in the club history has to be said. Um yeah. I don't even know where you go from there. Now you've got a new manager, but how he takes this team forward, who you get, who you get rid of. Some will leave, as we said. Uh, PRY is not getting off on the right foot though Definitely. having him go there and having Ragnick say oh exactly. you know he was there I mean exactly. come on man this is this is a shambles more United Gap according to The Athletic a name a man named Leon Kornetka who was Ragnick's assistant at Lokomotiv Moscow so the former club of Ragnick watched games from Russia and gave live feedback via United assistant Chris Armas to Ragnick and you know uh, who had the earpiece on how weird is this? It's it's really really bizarre. It's it's, re- it's really bizarre because obviously you think you know I guess United wouldn't allow Rangnick to come onto a staff maybe or they didn't prove it because they figures only six months maybe I don't know why you would be cheap with money there when you gave Rangnick a whole amount of money um, like Rangnick is entitled to all the help that he can get. I don't like it when these stories come out. When a manager comes at the end and you get all the bad stories, all the which weird ragging stuff, which are going to come up in the next few days, right? Yeah. Uh, the man came in, difficult situations, did the best he could. Was it good enough? No. But, you know, move on. Um, but it's certainly really weird that you feel you have, <laughs> I also wonder, like, did, did, why was Cornetka still, like, 
given their sanctions and stuff. I know. Like, what? I don't know. Well, so what? Could you see training as well? Or, well it's, right. it's fine. Barcelona lose at home to Villarreal 2-0, but nobody's really too fussed as they still finish second. Jules, the future's relatively bright under Xavi. Mm. And later this month, we expect La Liga to tell them that their spending cap is no longer negative. That's right, which is good. They were ninth when he arrived. They finished second. There were some really high moments. We saw the Atletico win. We saw, of course, the Real Madrid win at the Bernabeu, which was fantastic. There's still a lot of work to be done, a bit like we said before with Arteta, a lot of clever choices to make this summer. But I think they're on the right path, so that's good and well done to him. Sergio Roberto won your extension. Oh, no, please. Leipzig win their first ever trophy, beating Freiburg on penalties in the German Cup final. Gab, no love loss between these two. And my boy, Christopher Nkunku, scored again and was decisive. Yeah, who else is going to do that? There is a ton of bad blood. Ooh, uh, yeah. Obviously, Leipzig, seen as a plastic artificial club, uh, uh, violating the spirit of the rules, 50 plus one, all that. Freiburg, Community Cup, you know, they play into it. I wasn't surprised that it was so tight. Let's not forget Leipzig, only three points, finished three points ahead of them in the mm. Bundesliga table. Um, Freiburg, the better team, I thought, as well. On the day, you could, uh, yeah, you could I argue feel. that. You, you could definitely argue that. But very, very happy for my boy, Domenico Tedesco. Yeah. Robert Lewandowski, uh, tip of the hat to yeah. Derek Ray there. Uh, his agent, Pini Zahavi, told Bild just how uh, angry and upset his client is with Bayern for not offering a new deal. He says, and I quote, sure, he can stay and play next season, but I wouldn't recommend it, close quote. <laughs> that sounds ominous, Jules. What, what, what's he implying? I was just waiting for this interview. We knew it would drop at some point that Pini <laughs> would speak and, and would, would kick this all off, really. And he did in, in even better fashion than just the quote that we put in there. He said, Bayern is history to him. Bayern is this, you know, he's died, blah, blah. This is going to be, we said that the, the Mbappe saga is finished now, it's over, and we're happy with that. Uh, but now it's, the next one is Lewandowski and what's going to happen. And Bayern can say as much as they want, he's not going to go anywhere. I think Pini, I would want to believe Pini when he says, and you know him better than I, but when he says, I would not recommend you forcing him to stay here. I think that could be a disaster. I still think he's going to go. You, you know what? I, I know you I'm, club I'm power surprised. in here. Right? Sorry? Are you club power on this, on this, on this topic? Are you more? 100%. And, I, and, I, and I'm really surprised that you're doubling down on this. But you know Pini. You know Pini is going to go for yeah. the fight, yeah? Fine. Go and have the fight over the summer. But you also know how hard-headed these Germans are, these Bavarians. <laughs> and you know what? I'm sorry, no, I but, know. I'm sorry, but they so hold the cards. Pini. Honestly, because guess what? Even if Lewandowski doesn't play a minute next season, I still have them as favorites for the Bundesliga title. I don't care. Yeah, wait, there's wait, no wait. point keeping Lewandowski if, you don't, if he doesn't want to be there, if he doesn't want to play, what are you going to leave you him have on to, the well, bench? First of, okay, so first of all, you have to find a buyer. And I'm sure Xavi talks about Lewandowski, this, that. We had a car. Yeah, it's fine. We don't even know if they can afford him, right? First and foremost. Yeah. Right? Secondly, I'm surprised with Lewandowski. At some point, Pini works for you, right? You, David Alaba never reached this level of acrimony. Even that no, was an acrimonious true, true. departure was, as well. Um, if they don't budge because they don't want to have this problem in a couple of years' time with, with, with Gnabry or, or Kimmich or, or whoever, right? No, if they don't mean. budge, 
What are you going to do? You as really want to go and like be remembered as the guy who tarnished? Because this does tarnish and, your legacy. And a also, bit. with the season starting early, earlier because of the World Cup, that means he will have to go back to Bayern earlier than the normal. Precisely. So it's going to be amazing. July is going to be amazing. I mean, and not only just start earlier, and then the the, the 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 Champions League also starts earlier as well. So you could have a situation where you're cup tied. I mean, I, I'll see how this. <laughs> so I am. Good. I like. I, I never begrudge a player from look for for looking out for his interests. But there's a smart way to do it. If you have all your eggs in the Barcelona basket, unless you know something I don't know. He's upset. Is- He's upset, Robert. He's upset. Don't, don't upset our Robert. Real Madrid? Don't. Oh, imagine. Him and Karim? Yeah, I would like Karim the dream and, and Robert together. I would fancy that. That'd be, I, 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 I don't know. I'd but pay for that. I'd pay to see that. I would love to know what Pini's plan B is here. Because yeah. we know Oliver Kahn has a plan B, a plan C, <laughs> and a plan D. <laughs> Juventus lose away to Fiorentina, who thus clinched a coveted Europa Conference League spot. Gab, were you surprised to hear Allegri say that it was a painless defeat and that Juve's season was dignified? I mean, the dignified one is out of this world. Come on. Okay. So, Max, you know I love you. And I appreciate appreciate your honesty in saying it was a painless (laughs) defeat, painless for you, makes no difference. I know that's what you meant. I don't think fans like hearing that, but whatever, you know, we're all grownups here. But Dignified, you finished eight points behind Andrea Pirlo, and unlike Pirlo, you did not win a trophy. Now, Pirlo is seen as some kind of complete waste of space and whatever and you can say oh but i lost cristiano and he had cristiano fine you had dusan vlaovic for half the season you got you got zakaria uh you're max allegri he's andrea pila andrea pila was a rookie thrown in there asked to completely change the system you should not be comparing nobody should be comparing you this is not the i'm amazed what you do is you take it on the chin and you say, we had injuries, we're rebuilding, yeah. it's fine to, you know, Ronaldo, losing Ronaldo on the last day of the transfer window, that's not an excuse, right? It's, it's a mitigating factor. It's a legitimate thing to say. And just say, we're going to rebuild. He did say, you know, just a solid base. Again, solid base. Okay. Vlaovic, Chiesa, if he's fit when he comes back. Yeah. Locatelli. Yeah. Zakaria, Delict, obviously. I mean... McKenney, who now supposedly they want to sell to raise money. I, I think it's a long way back. you got to be a part of it. Um, Luca Pellegrini, I think, is a guy who's been overlooked. I think he can contribute. Yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, like just say, we're going to come back and we're going to take Juve back where we belong and, and I'm going to make it happen. That's mm. all you got to say. Let's talk relegation. Oh. Some of us predicted Leeds United would stay up and they did just that, although they got a little help from Newcastle, a lot of help from Newcastle, yeah, who won at Burnley. Just, I just want to start with the dude's handball. I'm blanking on his name because for, 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 the, for the penalty. Oh, I yeah, mean, yeah. Uh, this is the mother of brain farts. Yeah, yeah, completely, completely. And that was a big help, of course, for, for Leeds and Jesse Marsh. Well done. He came in for that to keep them up and... We can debate on how if he did well or not. He won a, well, three of his four games in added time, you know, against Norwich, against Wolves, and then in this game. Although, um, although the draw would have been enough, but incredible, incredible atmosphere with the away fans, Rafinha with them, like uh, you know, half naked, in, just incredible. It was it, for all the good that is had last season and that season they had with Bielsa for all the difficulties and the struggles and the injuries and the suspension and the crazy stuff that happened this year the change of manager it's almost maybe a, a, a bigger achievement to stay there 
compared to finish 10th last season yeah. or a very similar one. Yeah. So no, I... well done to the club. And sticking with Burnley, Gav, that big loan the owners took out to buy the club now needs to be repaid early because of the relegation. How nervous should fans be? Well, we're going to find out whether the owners are telling the truth. They said, oh, no, 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 we've got the money. If we have to repay it early, we can we repay it early. Okay, fine. If you got, uh, I want to say this, right? If it's an obligation, they'll meet the obligation, right? That's the, but obviously it's going to have a knock-on effect because if you're repaying this loan early, that's liquidity you don't have for other things. And that is a thing that would worry me if I'm a Burnley fan. Mm. Monaco give up an injury time equalize, oh. equalizer at Lons finishes 2-2 and it means they don't finish second incredible this doesn't take away from their season does it and their revival yeah no certainly not the second half of the season which was incredible nine wins in a row going into the last game a win and they were guaranteed second place which means Champions League group stage for sure next season and they thought they had it 2-1 up they thought it was the 10th win and then the last kick of the game literally Lens at the Stade Bollard scores and all the Monaco players on the floor, could not believe it. They will have to go through the qualifiers rounds and they, they might still make it. But still, you're right. Congratulations to Wissam Benyeder, who had an incredible season. Or Philippe Clement, who arrived from Bruges, struggled at the beginning and then, and then got this team playing really, really good football. They're going to lose a few players, as always, but I trust Paul Mitchell to, uh, to replace them nicely and see what happens next season. But it was a heartbreak for them still, though, because they really thought they had that second place. And wild relegation battle in Serie A too, Gav. It felt surreal seeing Salernitana lose 4-0 at home and celebrate and Cagliari draw 0-0 against the already relegated uh, bottom club Venezia and go down. Incredible. And yeah, so Davide Nicola doing a miracle again. Yeah, no, well, and losing the final game. Yeah. So, okay, so there's an unwritten, historically in the past, there's been kind of an unwritten code in Serie A, but not just in Serie A, let's, let's face it, right? When you have a team that's desperate to avoid relegation or to win a title, and they're playing a team with nothing to play for, mm -hmm. unless there's a particular rivalry, what you do is you be a nice guy. You help out. You don't go really? hell to level. Oh, it's it's always been that. But I mean, like I think you know that that is so Italian though. Well, it's not just Italian. It's, well, it's Spanish. Didn't do that. Well, because they got Gerard and whatever, and then that's a bit different because it's Man City and and okay, but. Um, but it, it was uh, historically unreal. Okay. And if you didn't do that, you were a bad guy, right? Because <laughs> you know what? My mortgage, you, this is, these are relegation battles, right? Yeah. These players, you know, I'm sure they're all millionaires, but they're not multi-millionaires. They're not, you know, like their salaries get slashed when they go down and whatever, right? So to have Udinese, to Salernitana at home with, with a tremendous team, tremendous fans, yeah. right? Salernitana very obviously took for granted that Cagliari were going to win against Venezia, who were already relegated. Salernitana went for it. They gave up, and they gave up, they were 3-0 down at halftime. Yeah. They gave up all these goals on the counter. Udinese went for it too. They said, you know what? We're going to play this game. <laughs> we're going to play this game. And then you lose 4-0 at home. But it doesn't matter because Cagliari can't Incredible. get it done on the lagoon in Venice. Oh, my word. 0-0, um, they cannot be a team that's already relegated. Honestly, Big shout-out to Udinese, yeah. and bigger still shout-out to Venezia. This is what football should be like. You know, the, the old ways, you know, the old days, they're the old days. They're gone, yeah. you know, in most cases. In most and cases. It, it's, it, it has to be that way. Um, it's been a big change of Serie A. Really credit to Udinese, and especially Venezia, for, for playing this out. Mm -hmm. And Cagliari, bye-bye. 
Atletico Madrid beat Real Sociedad 2-1. Jules, they finished third, two points out of the second. Was it really so bad for Diego Simeone? His 14-game mini-season strategy worked, well, right? I'm not sh- well, yeah, because they, they've they finished in the Champions League places. Okay. They nearly knocked been- out Manchester City, who you were gushing about in but the Champions didn't. League. So, as, and and as, maybe, okay, maybe bad is the wrong, but it could have been or should have been much better. This is what it is. There's an argument to be made that this is the best squad in La Liga. Sonny at the start of the season that he messed it up completely at times that we saw some shocking shocking performances some shocking results I mean the Levante game Levante game at home losing that way was just for me just is summing up so well this season yeah they finished better of course uh, but they still have a lot of things to look for next season to improve because I, again I don't think it was good enough this season they were they were defending champions they expected so much more they doubled down we the Pau scored a great goal by the way yeah, and Griezmann it's still no good for Griezmann. I think there's a lot I think Simone needs to take some time off have a really really long thing completely uh, over what happened completely Chelsea also finished third uh, but we already knew that still they finished with a 2-1 win over Watford I mean Ross Barkley's winner in the last second, well, crazy stuff. And Kai Havis has a new haircut and he scored a goal too. Gab, is he still, still about the set right now? That should be done this week? Yeah, they say it's done this week. It's down to the government, down to Abramovich and what they work out. I We still get all these little leaks. Oh, it's happening. It's happening. We've heard that for a long time. Mm. Todd, I wonder, Todd Bowley's there. I'm sure, pretty sure Todd Bowley's not a season ticket holder at Chelsea or you know, wasn't at the start no. of the season. I wonder, like, does he... Pay for his own tickets no, to go I there. He gets, he, a, he, gets, he gets a freebie. Yeah, I think because they're not allowed to sell tickets, he right? Gets, so like, yeah, he gets a free seat in the box. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I didn't recognize Kai Hav. Like I, when 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 you know, I was watching the highlights and like, and I'm like, ooh, who's playing up front? Is this some some kid from the U team? Like, uh, yeah. did Armando Broja sneak back? Like, <laughs> no, and I'm like, oh, it's Kai Havertz. <laughs> Marseille get to celebrate second place in Ligue 1 oh, thanks well to Monaco slip up a bit of love for Jorge Sampaoli please yes of course stop laughing at him just because he's weird we looking and angry we don't we don't we love him he's going to stay now I think well, there was a little doubt had they finished third for example Sampa Sampa great work they deserve as good as Monaco were in this final stretch and the final sprint Monaco and Marseille have been second for most of the season they deserve to be there I think they are the second best team in Ligue 1 for what was an incredible Ligue 1 season one of the best we've had certainly this century uh, and and Marseille will go straight into the group stage. The velodrome was incandescent on Saturday. It was fantastic to see for the game against Strasbourg. And they will do the same in the Champions League. Late last week, Gab, FIFA released their list of referees for the 2022 World Cup. And in a historic first, there are three women on it, including Stéphanie Frappard. That's right, Stéphanie Frappard. And then there's... Um I'm sorry, I don't follow women's football, so I couldn't tell you. But um, there's a referee from uh, from Japan as well. Yeah, uh, another one from Africa. From Africa, from CAF. Yeah. Uh, these these are women who have refereed men before. These mm-hmm. are women who, I think, have shown that they can handle this. I think it's Definitely. really important for this. One little twist, which I don't know how many picked up on, is that there's 36 referee slots at the World Cup. These three women, but there's 39 going to the World Cup. So these. Three women were kind of added to the list. It was important, I think, for FIFA to show that we're not adding people and bumping somebody off who also, would might otherwise not be in the referee. No, I, th- I think everybody will be involved. Okay. Not everybody might get to referee a game. Some will be fourth officials, yes, right? Sorry, yeah, but yeah. I mean, that's the same for the men, right? Because you want people ultimately want to have the best referees in the best games. But I think it's so important for them to be there. Stephanie Frappard, who I think 
highest referee at the highest level out of those three. Yeah, she would be my bet to get a game. They're going to have to consider yeah. certain things. Like, obviously, it wouldn't be very smart to have Stephanie Frappard referee Iran or, or, or Saudi yeah, Arabia yeah, yeah. or whatever. But, you know, um, I think it's an important step. Definitely. They've been there. They've, you know, they, 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 they will have had that experience four years from now. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Aston Villa are on the verge of securing Bubakar wow. Kamara from Marseille as a free agent. Jules, we need a little hype video for Villa fans. Oh, my God, Villa fans. This is one of the crew already of the summer transfer window. I can't stress enough what talent uh, Bouba Kamara is. He can play as a centre-back. He can play central midfield. He's clever. He's strong on the ball. He's strong physically. I remember when, when I said that Steven Gerrard was, uh, was in the velodrome to watch him play personally and then to meet his agent and, and meet Bouba and... And I still thought, okay, great for Villa to be following and targeting a player like that because he shows that you're thinking it's a bit outside of the box and you go for him, even if there are other clubs like Atletico Madrid, like Juventus, who were also linked with him, who I think also had an interest. But I didn't think they could pull this one out. And, and for them to do that, I think it's really, really, really well done. He's going to be, he's perfect for English football, for the Premier League. I mean, I am so happy for Aston Villa and for Camara because I think working with Gerard is great and, and Villa are a great club, it's a fantastic club and it would be a great experience for Bouba to, to go there. So I really hope this one goes through. I think it should go through from what I was told this morning. So well done for both Camara. Uh, is he better than Douglas Louise or Marvelous Nakamba? I think he's certainly better than the centre-backs that they have right now. And you I think see him as a centre-back more than a defensive I, It depends what you look for. He can even play as an eight. He can right. do everything. He's right. really, really that good. Um, this was back on Friday night. Uh, but Roma beat Torino 3-0. Gab, as Tammy Abraham scored a hat-trick. Gab is up to 27 goals in all competitions and can add to it in the Europa Conference League final on Wednesday night against Feyenoord. What a season. He also hit the woodwork like... 10 times yeah, a season crazy. or 8 times or something stupid like that um, he's, he's been phenomenal and he's been a big part of revital we talked about Mourinho's connection with the fans and stuff uh, we are super excited it's Europa Conference League final yeah. why wouldn't you be uh, okay. uh, max respect for them and um, yeah I, I think he definitely has to be in the frame for the World Cup as well no question about it definitely Boca Juniors win the Copa de la Liga in Argentina, well defeating Tigre 3-0. Jules, pressure easing on Sebastian Bataglia. Yeah, he did, although he hasn't actually lost many games, but it's the way they play more than anything else. This is a new competition, which qualifies you for the Copa Libertadores, for example, already, but they won it, they'd won it before, and at the end, maybe the best bit of it all, despite the easy win, was uh, Marcos Rojo with the kids on the pitch and all the players celebrating, and with the either a cigarette or maybe something else, I don't know, but just like smoking on the, on the pitch as part of the celebration was just perfect. So Rojo, in, you know, in, in, in all his brilliance. So well done to Boca, well, well done to Rojo. Regarding celebrations while smoking, of course, both Slatan and Ibrahimovic. Oh, yeah, and a cigar? Much cooler than that, with a much bigger cigar, maybe because... Let's face it, he needs a bigger cigar than Ibra. Uh, Bakayoko oh, as yeah, well. He had his like he had his like shirt <laughs> jacked up all the way up. It looked they like love doing that, yeah. Yeah, he looked like he was, you know, he, he was wearing like tidy whities or something, or like speedos. <laughs> and he had this massive thing, massive cigar. Yeah. And fans absolutely love it. Valencia beat Celta Vigo 2 0. Uh, but Gab, the story is the stunning fan proce- protest, sorry, outside Mestaya. I tweeted a video of this. If you're gonna do it, do it right. I mean, enormous amounts yeah. of people on the street somebody filmed it with like a drone i mean it, it looked like 
I don't know what while the game was going on outside. Uh, we know what it's about. They don't like Meriton Capital. They don't like Peter Lim. Mm. The situation drags on forever. He won't leave. He won't sell. Crazy. They can't find a buyer. I don't mm. know what it is, but honestly, a owners and directors so test. toxic. Such, such, so toxic. Yeah. And now he's made it because I guess he's older and he's rich. And he's made it like a point of pride. Yeah, to like exactly. Stay on forever. And and I think Valencia deserved better, frankly. Definitely. Porto beat Tondela 3 1 to win the Portuguese Cup. Jules, it's a double for Sergio yeah. Conceição despite Luis Diaz midseason. Not too shabby. No, it's all Gavin. Remember, they also beat the uh, unbeaten record in the league 59 right. games in a row that, that belonged to Benfica of the 70s. So, one incredible. Season and I guess you go again next season in the Champions League. You know maybe it could have been better, but they, I think they they still played with a lot of pride and, and did a lot of good things all season long. So well done to Sergio Conceição. Borussia Dortmund will part ways with Marco Rosa. Gab once again they paid a huge amount to get him just 12 months ago. They will need to pay him a huge amount to go away. What well, again crazy stuff. We said the same about Adi Hutter yeah. on on. The, on Thursday's show, this is this is similar. What a big mistake, costly I, mistake. you know, I don't get this. And when you bring this up, they're like, oh, but, you know, we have these release clauses for managers which can only be activated in January so you can plan for next season. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, you plan yeah. for next season. In the meantime, you screw this season up. Crazy. Um, the guy... I feel for him. I was a big fan when he was at Gladbach two years ago. His yeah. last season at Gladbach, not so much. Uh, some people are even saying, oh, maybe Lucien Favre will come back. I think oh, that or Terzic? Terzic is the guy who... He did a decent job when he took over Favre. You would think would make sense, yeah. right? Um, I I don't know. I, I hope Marco Rosa gets an opportunity elsewhere. Um, again, I said he this will. before, Dortmund, too many people have told you you're the smartest people in the room. Um, you're not. A bit of humility in making your right choices uh, wouldn't hurt. Ronald Koeman says he oh, won't manage a club football ever again. What a shame. Jules, to paraphrase what Richard Nixon, you won't have the Dutch guy to kick around. Oh, that's a real shame, Dutch guy. I would have loved to go to see you going back to a club level and fail again. Uh, like so many uh, It was fun until it lasted for you and your club career. Yeah. Uh, now it's the national team for you, so let's see what you can, you, what you can bring. I don't know. Wait until you find out that Luis Campos and Ronald Koeman are blood brothers. Oh my God, no way. I know how that. Leeds United are very close to signing Brandon Aronson from Salzburg in a deal worth around 30 million. Gab, good fit? It's a lot of money. It's a lot um, of money for a 19-year-old or 20 But he's still very young. Yeah. Uh, obviously, you know, you always have to do the waiting with Salzburg and and Austria because it is the uh, Austrian league and you play on the best teams with the best players and the most money yeah. and so on and that can inflate your numbers but he did really well in the Champions League uh, as well. Mm. Um, I'm wondering now about the economics of MLS a little bit because, you know, uh, I don't know how much Salzburg paid to get him uh, but it certainly no wasn't much. 30 million. Yeah. Um, but obviously, Jesse Marsh will have worked with him before yeah, knows and him. Uh, knows exactly what he's getting. And uh, good news for Greg Berhalter and uh, the U.S. men's national team, too. Completely. Olympique Lyonnais win the Women's Champions oh, League, beating Barcelona 3-1 in Turin. Jules, I guess Barcelona are not unbeatable after all. No, we thought they were for a long time this season. Then Wolfsburg gave a little warning in that second leg semi-final. Uh, although... Barcelona were clear because of the, the huge win in the first leg. And then Lyon show and, and, and called them out, really. The first goal by Amandinari, which is an amazing goal. A long-range strike, if you haven't seen it, go and check it out. 
I think put Lyon in a very, very comfortable position because then they could wait and, and, and let them the ball. And, and Barca struggled. Barca struggled to come back into the game. One incredible win for Lyon, the eighth, because they've had a, an up and down season, really. They're not sure to even win the French League. They're all going to be on that PSG game next weekend, I think. So incredible, incredible to, to do this because I don't think many people had them favourite before. So. Amandine Henri, by the way, for the avoidance of doubt. Not Thierry Henry's daughter, sister or, daughter or sister no, or no, whatever. Or not even related to Thomas Henry, who plays for Venezia. No, no, no nothing. No, no, no? Okay, just no, no, no. Huh? It's just another Henry or, or Henry Winter either. Nothing. <laughs> One last day of the season, so let's let's end it with Super Mario Balotelli. He scored five for Adana Demiespo in the seven win over Gostepe, and one gap will leave on in YouTube history and, and, and social media history. I, honestly, if you haven't Incredible. seen this, just go find it. First of all, we love Super Mario. It's so course, Super Mario. Like, I think it's like a third of the goals of the season of yeah, coming 18, this game. Yeah, right? 18 is closer, yeah. <laughs> but, um, but that goal, a billion step-overs to Nielsen side. Yeah. Eight step-overs? Eight, yeah, eight, of course, Jules would actually stop it and count of it. Of course. And then... And a bona finish. Oh, I oh, love it. Oh, love it. Love it. We love you, Mario. Come back we love soon. You. Jules, end of the league season. Um, end of the show, but don't worry, because we're not leaving you. We're no going to be way. back at least until June 23rd. And we're going to be back on Thursday. Yes. From the City of Light, Woo-hoo! from Paris. Yes. Uh, we're, I believe you were born and bred. Uh, Indeed. So, been told. Uh, <laughs> so join us for that. Until then, love the game. Love your neighbor. Love yourself. <laughs>